Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com. Let's get ready to rumble! Information today. Yo, what is going on, everybody? We're back at a happy Monday. Woo! Monday, Monday morning. We have a hot market today. Hot, fast. What's going on, everybody? Big shout out. Uh, let me give you a rundown of what is to come. This is the Power Hour, which means this is the Trade Idea Show. So if we are not delivering on trade ideas, call us out because that's what we're going for, guys. Um, first up, top of the show, let, let, let's talk about crypto. Crypto stocks are back. Crypto market is back. Uh, we also cannot run this show without talking about China. These Chinese names are getting absolutely obliterated. So we're going to talk about the Chinese stocks. Uh, 1215 Eastern, Zash Global, ticker BBIG, Bravo, Bravo, India Golf, uh, chairman of the company, is going to be joining us live on the Power Hour. I hope you're ready for that one, 1215 Eastern. And then at 1240 Eastern, uh, uh, story traders are coming back. They pitched the stock last week. It was ticker AEHR, Alpha Echo Hotel Romeo on this show. The stock proceeded to run more than 100% since they pitched it. They came to us. They said, we have a new stock for you. We're like, all right. If, if you have a new stock, let, let, let's hit it. Um, producer, producer AB, where do you want to start? Crypto or China? Pick, pick one of the two. Luke, let's go with China. So here's the thing. First of all, happy Monday. Great to be back. Uh, markets are back open. Obviously, crypto markets were open all weekend and saw a strong weekend. But we will get to that. We will get to the crypto markets. We will get to the crypto stocks. Uh, preview of the crypto stocks, our favorite, Voyager, VYGVF, Riot, Mara, SOS. But let's start with China. All right, we're starting we with got- China, guys. Check it out. Uh, so so what, what I have up on my screen here, I'll make this bigger. Give you guys a couple zooms. What I have up on my screen here is I had the biggest gaining and losing stocks of the day so far this session. And if you'll notice, a lot of these names are Chinese names. A lot of these biggest losers of the day. What happened? Uh, China came out and and basically passed a a new order, which is forcing for-profit educational institutions to become nonprofits. Okay, so so if, if you're a publicly traded company. You're, you're a for-profit institution, and you have to switch to becoming a non-profit. Obviously, not not great for the for the names. Um, you know, I I'll, I'll read one of the statements that one of these companies published. So, so here's one of them ticker ZME, and we'll go over all the tickers in just a minute here. Uh, but but ZME came out, uh, published a press release this morning, which I think did a really good job of outlining what happened. Um, where's my mouse? There we go. All right, so 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 read this. Um, th- th- this paragraph that I have highlighted here, and a little bit afterward, I think does again a really good job explaining what exactly the new law is. Basically, in short, these four public, publicly traded comp or for profit, publicly traded companies are now going to have to become nonprofits. Uh, and and this, the shares are getting hammered. I was looking at one of them, ticker TAL, Tango Alpha Lima. That's the one that, that seems like it's been the most affected. Uh, over the past two days, the stock was down 77% as of this morning. Um, you know, general take from me is I would steer clear or even short. I'm, I'm not short these Chinese education names now, but I'm taking a hard look at them. Um, 
Uh, other Chinese stocks, maybe a buy the dip type opportunity like your Alibaba's, your JD.com, some of these bigger names. Um, potentially a, a, a buy the dip type opportunity because everything China is getting hammered in sympathy. Um, but but let, let, let's just go through the list of, of these Chinese education stocks. So that way everybody has them. Uh, it's ticker EDU, Echo Delta Ukulele, GOTU, Golf Oscar Tango Ukulele, TAL Tango Alpha Lima, and ZME Zulu Mike Echo. Those are the Chinese stocks. But let's look at TAL, producer AB, just for a second. I mean, this chart is ugly. I mean, I don't know if I've ever seen a worse chart. Here, let's zoom it out. Here, here's a five-day view of the chart. All right. Absolutely brutal. Stock was at, let's see, 20-ish dollars, $20.30, as low as, I believe, below four. Yeah, as low as three ninety. Now settling out somewhere around the $5 mark. Um, it's bad. I mean, there is so much headline risk related to these Chinese stocks. I did, however, play one long on Friday. I made a live trade on this show on Friday. Let's talk about it. Uh, we bought calls in DD Global, ticker DIDI, Delta India, Delta India. Uh, basically, this stock is, is Uber of China. It has 500 million active users. Um, the, the, the reason why I went ahead and got into this one is that the stock has gotten absolutely obliterated with the slew of Chinese regulatory headlines. If we zoom out, uh, the stock was, was at, at a high of $18 when it had its IPO. The left-hand side of the chart here is when the stock debuted as a public company, um, got as low as down to $650, now settling out somewhere back, back at $8. The trade that I made, I bought the September $10 strike calls, okay? We, we just did this on, on Friday, uh, t- $10 strike calls. The reason why I did this is basically the thesis is, um, I mean, it has 500 million active users in China. It's ubiquitous in China. It's Uber of China. But imagine that there's no Lyft. There's no like right next door, easy competitor. Um, so, so that's why I went ahead and, and took a long shot at this thing. If, if, if the stock recovers, I mean, the trade will play out beautifully and we will make some great money off of the trade. However, I did buy calls and not the stock for a reason. I bought the calls because I have to deploy significantly less capital. If the stock doesn't get back up to 10 bucks, this again, we're talking about DD Global here, then whatever. I'm down $90 a contract uh, versus having to deploy, you know, literally 10 times more than that for, for the, uh, uh, for the, um, the common shares. So that, that's why I went ahead and I bought the calls again. It's sort of a high flyer trade. It's a high risk, high reward type trade. If you guys are in for that, then, then give it a go. And yes, uh, DD is the stock that we're talking about. Delta India, Delta India. All right. Yeah, Luke. And, I, and I'm looking at the market cap right here, 38 billion. Um, so obviously a huge company in, in a growing economy. Yeah, again, 500 million active users. Yeah, I mean, I th- that's the thing with these Chinese stocks getting hammered today. I, I don't know. I might not be hopping in today trying to catch the bottom because it, it's scary. With Baba, like Baba opened at 195 today. We saw a, a tiny little yeah, bounce. Baba's a stock that I've taken a look at for a long time and just haven't hopped into, thank God. So. I know. And, and, and I thought this morning when we saw that little bounce that it looked like it was curling back up, we'd be going back to the 200 level, maybe even 210, and then boom, took another drop. Um, so I think there's two things happening. 
with the Chinese uh, crackdown on the education stocks, some some investors are worried. Is this uh, like foreshadowing things to come? Will China crack down on other sectors outside of just the education? Um, so we've seen the Chinese government willing to flex their muscles and say, hey, uh, you know, you guys might be running up the, the Chinese education stocks might have been doing really well. The companies are making a lot of money, but they're they're willing to step in and interfere. And that's not what investors want to see. Investors do not want to see governments getting involved and, and essentially saying, you know, no more uh, raising money through stock offerings, no more essentially running as a for-profit business, as you said. Yes, exactly. I mean, the, the the future is bleak for all of these Chinese education stocks. Again, I'm going to pull up the ugliest chart of the group, ticker TAL. Um, I mean, check this one out. This is looking back a month, guys, okay? So this, this is looking back a month. Um, yeah, I mean, 20 bucks to five bucks in two sessions. Um, so, so I'll throw it out to the group. I think I know what the answer is going to be. Uh, but but if you guys would, would buy the dip on Chinese names, I'm not going to say Chinese education, just Chinese names in general, uh, like like Baba, look at Alibaba down 7% today. Um, drop me the one in the chat. If not, drop me the two. Again, the trade that I made on Friday on this weakness, it was on the rumor of, of the regulation for, for these Chinese education companies. The rumor came, played out to be true. Um, so, so I, I bought Didi when it was the stock sold off on that rumor. It was down 20% uh, in sympathy with the rest of the Chinese names. It was my high flying stock. I am up about 12% on the call so far. Not bad, you know, one, one day return. But obviously, I didn't buy the trade for, for, or I didn't make the trade for that kind of a return. Um, yeah, so and, there we go. And shout out, uh, nice tub and tile refinishing in the chat, saying the CCP find 10 cent music today as well. Um, so it looks like the CCP, which is, of course, China's government, is going after some other sectors, not just education. Um, and yeah, Zinger Nation, if you are looking for... Here's 10, 10 cent music, guys. Uh, ticker TME, if you're looking for that one, down 5%. Yep, yeah, that's Thomas, Mark, Eric. I go with the, the first names for the alpha uh, numeric. But but if you, Zinger Nation, if you're looking for a uh, bathroom remodeling, check out Nice Tub and Tile Refinishing, friend of the program. Yep. All right, guys, uh, keeping us clipping. So, so, so again, this is the trade idea show. So there is your first one of the day. We just talked Chinese stocks um, and, and the play that I have in on there. Again, it's a high risk, high reward. I know that. OK, you don't need to tell me. Uh, next, let's move over to the crypto stocks. Uh, and again, guys, shortly, we're going to be joined by ticker BBIG, chairman of the company is joining us. It's a good one. Uh, and then 1240, we're getting a new stock pitch. Uh, from Story Traders, he pitched last week ticker AEHR Alpha Echo Hotel Romeo. The stock ran something like a hundred percent within the week of him pitching it. He says he has a new stock and he is back. Um, so, so, so there you go. Uh, and and I see Ted popping into the background there. Um, so, so we'll bring Ted on. Ted, Ted Chairman of Zash, uh, in just a second here. Uh, but but let's just talk very briefly about the crypto stocks producer AB. Um, basically, in short, uh, Bitcoin got a hell of a run yesterday on a rumor that Amazon is going to be taking Bitcoin payments. As of this morning, that rumor still had not been confirmed. It was exactly that a rumor, um, you know. But but it was enough for for Bitcoin to make a huge, you know, ten plus percent run. 
all the stocks in the space are getting lifted with it. Uh, the ones that are having the, the most amount of outperformance are the Bitcoin mining stocks. Uh, so if we look at Amara, uh, here, here's your Marathon Digital or a Riot. Um, you know, you see these stocks are up about 20% today. Um, Coinbase, one that I own, getting that nice 7% pop. The other one that Voyager? I own, what'd you say? What about Voyager. So the other one that I own, Voyager Digital, up 10% today. Uh, you know, so picking up some losses over the past week or so. Yeah, um, exactly. Now that one. So what do you think, guys? What do you say in the chat? Is it a one-day rally? So if you think it's a one-day rally of today, press one. If you think it can go more days, press two. What do you guys think? And right? always smash the like. Well, you got to smash that like. I mean, share the stream, and then we'll we'll bring Ted on. I know who you're all you're all waiting for. Ted, Chair, Chairman is Ash. It's yep. about time. Here, this is um one thing, Luke. Can I do my? Um, wait, wait, hold on, hold on, Luke. Not that. Um, where, where do you have it? Where do you have it? Yeah, there you go. I see it. That's important for you guys to do because that allows us to bring on awesome people. So, um, all right, Luke, I'll let you run back the show, you know. All right. You share the stream. You like the stream. We are all good. I'm going to go ahead and bring Ted on. Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com. All right. All right, guys. We, we are joined by Ted Farnsworth, Chairman, Zash Global Media and Entertainment. Ted, we appreciate you taking time out of your Monday to join us on the Power Hour. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Great to be here, guys. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. And where, where in the world are you? It looks somewhere sunny. Oh, no. It, it's actually the opposite. Well, today it's sunny, but Syracuse, New York. We do a lot up here. Uh, Syracuse, we have a studio up here, a movie studio. So I spend a lot of time in Syracuse right now. Okay. Excellent. And guys, the, the, the ticker is BBIG. Bravo, bravo. India Golf. Drop it in the ticker in the chat. Show some support. Uh, and, and Ted, before we dive into it, can you just give us a little bit of background on the company for those who may not be familiar? Sure. We created Zash, oh, maybe about less than a year ago, actually. And uh, we just obviously with uh, our partners at Vinco Ventures, which is, you know, BBIG, the public company, we just acquired in our joint venture ZVV uh, Lamotive, which I think is probably the big news out there. And then we announced uh yesterday we were in the financial times there that we just did a deal with universal uh music group as well but basically it's an entertainment company where we're disrupting all the media out there uh Lamotive is a competitor to TikTok, one of the biggest platforms out there and we think all the that it's really going towards user generated content you know like TikTok for all kinds of different reasons but um that's really the exciting part and we just closed the deal on Lamotive, you know, uh, last week, and it was uh, it was a wild ride to get it done. We got it done. We raised all the money. You know, Vinco, myself, we raised over two hundred million dollars. That's wow. already been done, so it's already been funded. We own it. We don't need shareholder approval or anything on that. It's completed, done. So it's exciting. So now we got to take on TikTok. There we go. And congratulations on getting the deal done. How, how long did that take? I know you said it was a wild ride. You know what? It, it's interesting. I, I was complaining 
a couple of weeks ago, one of my uh, partners said to me, he goes, you really can't complain too much. You've been at this one here with Lamoda for probably about four or five months. And now, you know, as you know, we have a little bit over a $5 billion market cap with, uh, you know, Lamotive of what it is by uh, Gemini um, services out there, valuation services. So it's been a wild ride, but there was a lot of ups and downs, but it's done. It's closed. We couldn't be happier. And now we're moving towards, you know, the proxy and the merger with Vinco, which uh, we'll be keeping the market updated on that as well. But um, Vinco has been an amazing partner in this whole process with us of getting the deal done. They saw the vision from day one and uh, really exciting. Awesome. And can you can you talk to us about that five billion dollar valuation? I mean, that, that that's sure. a big number. Sure. You know, it's it's interesting because a lot of people would sit there and say why or, or you know, whatever it is. But like you take the motive, it's it's no different than when Facebook had. I forget what they were worth when they had no revenues or whatever, one hundred twenty five billion. But it's really about the eyeballs and then figuring out how to monetize them. And. You know, we did, according to Sensor Tower last month, we had over 31 million MAUs, you know, monthly average users, which is a huge number. Um, and we've seen all these different contests we've been doing and different uh, programs with Lamotive with a lot of a lot of uh, excitement, but more so even more engagement. We did a contest in India where it was a dance off and we literally had like a million three installs from it but wow we took the average viewer watching two videos a day to 46 videos a day those things are huge and that's where your monetization comes in with advertising and things like that so they compared it what gemini did was they compared it to you know TikTok, obviously and other ones out there like triller and things like that that have you know established private market caps as well as public market caps so it was all done through a regular you know valuation of uh what they looked at, but that's how it is. It's really tied to the numbers, the MAUs and things like that. Okay. And, and you, you, you brought up, it's time to take on uh TikTok. You, you mentioned some of the contests, uh, get, give us a little bit more insight in, into the battle with TikTok and, and how exactly you're going to be taking them on. Well, a couple of things. One is we're, we're definitely working on the motive's not really big in North America and the U S markets. It's very big overseas, Brazil, India, different places like that are their number one market. But we are settling right now to figure out how to take on the U.S. market and the North American market. And that really is doing a lot of UX, UI, you know, changing it and uh, sprucing it up, making it more, I, I say more Americanized. But you have to be careful that because it is so big all over the world, you want to make sure that you don't disrupt those markets as well. I mean, we're huge in all kinds of different countries. Nigeria, we've been number four app over there for a while. TikTok got banned from India. So India is a great market for us right now that we're definitely, you know, uh, doing very well in. So our growth is going very well. And the motive has been amazing all along the way. And then when we announced Teddy Riley with what we're doing with You've Been Scouted, it was a contest that I came up with where, we want to scout people all over the world for talent. So you've been scouted is really where we'll give you a record contract. You submit your song, singing, your friends vote for you and download the app. And it's become uh, a, a big buzz out there. And then, of course, announcing the deal with Universal Music Group, we're able to use covers for. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, 
we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Anybody in their library, you know, like Taylor Swift or Drake or Justin Bieber. So to be able to use those talents where our folks can sing their songs and they're all within the licensing rights and things like that is going to be exciting for us and really launch us to the next level with LaModa. Yeah, and I love the comment that that you made, and, and it's clear as you're talking through the strategy that this idea of new media, right? Like like when we think about Benzinga and why we exist, it was because we thought that that old financial media just didn't get it and missed the mark in in so many ways. So so we oh, can absolutely appreciate. We're going for it. We're <laughs> we're not trying to take down TikTok. Not not nothing no, no, as, no. as big as oh, that. But look, but look, TikTok's you know. phenomenal. Come on, I mean it's bigger than Facebook now. So. We're not either, but but I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll be the Pepsi next to Coke any day of the week. We'll put it that way. There, you know? there we go. Yeah. That, that's like it reminds me when uh, Carl Icahn made the big bet on Lyft and said, you know, if Uber's worth this much, Lyft's only worth 5% of that. I'll, I'll buy Lyft all day, and it, it certainly played out well for You're him. exactly right. I mean, you look at Snapchat, which we, we have uh, content agreements with Snapchat, uh, Facebook, Instagram, things like that. And I think they all realize that it's all moving that way. Even Universal Music, they did deals with TikTok, obviously, Triller, ourselves. They realize it's a way to reach the global market. And it is a global world now. That's what's fascinating to us in Zash, where in Vinco, where we're used to being very centralized here in the States and media here and Hollywood and things. But And then the fortunate part is we sit here and do this. You've been scouted. We're going to do it for acting. We're going to do it for all different things. And they'll actually have a role, a speaking role in one of our movies. So it could be a movie with Nicolas Cage, Bruce Willis, whatever, but you're scouting around the world to get that talent. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's really, really disruptive, which is what I love and all about disruption um, and, and having a good time, but really building the next type of entertainment company and tying it together with, you know, the, the internet like that, but mostly user generated content, which is just huge. I mean, it's massive especially from the pandemic. Yeah. And, and for everybody out there watching, smash the like, share the stream. And, and Ted, you're, you're talking about the future. And, and like you, you mentioned the, the scouting for music, the scouting for acting. I mean, can, can you talk to us about what like the, the end game or, or like the long-term vision of where you want to take it is? Sure. I think, you know, look, we look at it differently where when we first were in negotiations with Lamotive. It was like anybody else looking at a company thinking, okay, we're going to throw a lot of money at this and, and bring in a lot of influencers, you know, and whoever it might be, it could be a Justin Bieber or whatever. Then we started realizing that the motive was really different from the standpoint, very grassroots, very authentic, you know, one of the biggest video, short form video platforms out there. And then we realized that it was, it was about creating our own influencers from the ground up like normally now it's, you know, from top down and we're looking to create our own influencers and teach our influencers how to monetize themselves as they come up through the system. That to me is what's different about Lamotive. And we believe with our creators, which is our most valuable thing is people creating the videos and, and uh, how they do it with our patented software and things is where as they sit there and they go through this and they, 
come up from the bottom, they would never have a shot. And I think that's why Lamotive has done so well, where a lot of people might think that they can't compete with a Justin Bieber on TikTok or a little Nas or whatever. But with us, it's really about micro-influencers where all the power is moving and definitely a shift and um, really creating the next stars in all different avenues. So when people want to get discovered, it's going to be they're going to want to go to Lomo. And that's what we're changing the name to. So it will be, you know, just short for Lomotive. And um, they've been around for several years now and done an incredible job. We've had hundreds of millions of installs around the world. Um, you know, and it's, it's, it's fun. And uh, we couldn't be happier. And they're just a great team. Awesome. And, and Todd, there, there's a lot of questions in chat about the merger. Sure. Um, can you, it, it is completed, correct? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's the Lamotive deal. deal is 100% completed shares of exchange hands. So we own 80% of Lamotive. And what owns that just to clarify is our joint venture with Vinco Ventures, which is ZBB, right? So we already paid the money, which is interesting. So we don't have to raise money right now to acquire Lamotive. It's already done. And we have over 70 million cash in the bank and we've already paid for Lamotive, okay. you know? So, so we've already raised well over a couple hundred million dollars in the past. So now as we sit here going in the future, so what's out there now is if, if, you know, our shareholders, it, you know, if they exercise their warrants or whatever down the road, it's another $145 million to us, but we're not looking to raise capital right now at all because we've already paid for the acquisition. We have money in the bank and we're ready to rock and roll. Got it. And it's so, not the last so, acquisition for sure. You know, we're, okay. we're definitely on an M&A trail of looking at things that make a lot of sense for us. And, and when you're looking at, at deals to do in the, in the future, what are some of those things that are most important to you? Or is there something that, that sure. you see that, that will push a deal to get done or is a red flag that'll stop it from getting done? Well, anything along those lines the 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 number one thing now is is focusing on you have the eyeballs there you have the wherewithal so now it's about monetization and when i talk about monetization it really is about where like for instance it might be an ad platform uh that we acquire to plug into the back end so we can take advantage of the amount of traffic that we have um and then also with like assets that vinco has currently you know, uh, everyday Edison, but more importantly, even towards this is Honey Badger, where it's an influencer platform where we do billions of views, you know, a month on that and really pulling those together, but turn it into monetizing. Honey Badger was able to monetize with Facebook relatively well along the way. So it's really learning the lessons from there. Now transforming that over to the motive in a much bigger uh, way to really drive revenues and, and focus on that. So that's our next step. And we're really looking for creative deals now that would be doing revenues, you know, making money, but that would plug into our ecosystem entertainment wise. Awesome. And, and, and Ted, I, I know you got to hop off in a second, but one more question. Uh, could, could you just give us a little bit of your background and, and what motivated you to, to get into this business in the first place? Sure. As most people out there know that I was the one that, you know, funded a uh, movie pass along the way. And MoviePass was the fastest growing subscription company ever in the history of the internet. Faster than Spotify, Netflix, any one of them. It was an unreal story to follow. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was unreal. And the interesting part is I took great lessons from that of where we, you know, we grew so fast. We broke the systems where 
What Lamotive did right out the shoot with us, we did a concert with uh, LiveX Live, and we brought in 37 million streamers. And literally, Lamotive had about two weeks to finish up what we needed to have done for that. And we did it without a hitch. So that told me there, this time around, the technology was there. It wasn't going to break with Lamotive. So that was great and very refreshing. So now it really is about doing things like that, doing the concerts, doing all the different things that we can monetize. But those are lessons I learned from, you know, even from MoviePass along the way of what works and, and how you have to have the technology that works and then drive the traffic, focus on that. But it was uh, it was an incredible ride, MoviePass. I have, I, listen, I have plenty of things that Mitch and I wish we had done differently, no doubt, but you take those lessons and you, you put them here of uh, learning experiences and really figure out how not to do it this time around and to really grow the business and make sure the technology functions properly, which it does, obviously. And uh, that really is uh, what got me in the entertainment business. So you'll see more and more of the entertainment business that we're going to be doing, but really tying everything into Lamotive. And I think it all ties together now where, you know, uh, in today's world, it's all becoming one it's all becoming one type of new entertainment company out there, which is really driven by um, obviously global, first of all. So you'll be seeing a lot of a lot of different stories out there that I think the market will find exciting. It's totally different, never been done before. Um, and we'll come back and share it with you guys for sure. Awesome. And and one more question popping up in the chat that I, I think one of your, your comments triggered. Can you just talk about the app development a little bit? Any, sure. any sort of UI, UX changes, core functionality yes. changes? Yep. We're, uh, we've already been working on that for a while behind the scenes, you know, and, and what it is, is you want to be, obviously you want to be different than a TikTok. You don't want to, or than an Instagram, but you see that uh, it was Instagram that just announced her moving more towards a TikTok. So, we know we're in the right space where you have the short form video, but it really is our programmers, programmers have been working on and already testing different UX UI, meaning that, you know, it's just going to be a cleaner look. It will flow easier. The algorithms might be different in different areas. Um, and, and it's going to take time, but not a lot of time. But before we really launch and push in the US over the next, you know, say 60, 90 days, you really want to make sure you have that all figured out and, and it's definitely a, a fresh, you know, a fresh brand approach to it, but definitely. Awesome. Well, well, Ted, I appreciate you coming on and chatting with us today. Uh, definitely keep us posted. When, I will. When you have news and developments, we'd love to have you back on. Just like I mentioned, we're Benzinga exists to disrupt old financial media, give people more access. You're doing the same thing in a different space. Yep. We, we really appreciate you I've hopping on. I've been a fan today. of you guys since the beginning. So, uh, yep, I, I, I love it. So awesome. I'll definitely be back. Thanks so much for having us. Air horn for that one. All right, all right, guys. There it is. There you have it. Ticker BBIG. Um, hot stock. Give me your take. I want to see where everybody's at on this one. If you guys like the name, you're long the name, throw me the one in the chat. If not, throw me the two. You heard about the private valuation, $5 billion, uh, you know, massive. Again, I, I want to see where everybody is at with that one. one. One in the chat if you like it. Two, if you're hanging out on the sidelines, this is the power hour. This is the trade idea show. Smash the like, share the stream. Because we're about to keep the ideas ripping. 
Um, we, we were just in the middle of talking about crypto stocks. We talked about the Chinese names and the live trade that we put on. Um, we're, we're about to get into some of the crypto names. I'll be going into a couple that I own. Uh, and then we're, we're bringing Ben back on with us. He gave us a stock pitch last week. It was ticker AEHR. The stock ran, I believe, 100% since he pitched it. He's back with another pick. That's going to be coming up in, in just about five, 10 minutes from now. So stay tuned. Keep We're, we're going to keep the idea flow going. Um, so, so all right. I, I'm going to get us back onto some of these crypto names. And wow, tons of ones in the chat. Everybody likes the, the BBIG trade. Um, here, here, here's the chart. Um, but on a day like today, and producer AB, I'm going to add you back on with me. Uh, the, the crypto names are popping off. We mentioned wow. it at the top. Uh, what's up, Jason? Why you just want to add him? Why not me? You you add yourself. You're more than welcome to join. Fine. Okay. So um, have you interviewed um, him before, Ted? I have not. No. First okay. time. Yeah. A lot. You saw how active the chat was. They were, wanted you to ask a lot of questions. Yes. We're, I'm, I'm going to have to get with Zoltan. We're going to have to reach back out to him, maybe get a Raz report with Ted so we can get more into the movie pass saga. Because as Luke said, that was just an incredible story to follow. Um, you right, know, don't, don't give Zoltan any ideas yet, okay, on that one. All right. Okay. Um, you know, but maybe, yes, in the future, I have two more that Zoltan's were supposed to follow. What happened to my Charles Schwab interview? We're still working on it. We're, we're trying to locate Mr. Schwab. Um, his family office. Is yeah, a- that, that's that's what I think the move is: is find his family office. He's got to he's got to have some sort of like charitable fund or something, and that's the angle we got to go with. Because- charitable fund, that's a great one too. Thank yes. you. But but let me ask you a question: Have you emailed Charles at Schwab dot com? I have not. No. Exactly. You're over. I mean, or Charles dot Schwab. It's a Schwab. Don't overcomplicate it until you do the easy basic and see what and get the bounce backs. I'm telling you. He has an email address at Schwab, but I'm telling you, if you email it, he will respond or his assistant will. When I interviewed Steve Jobs, I didn't overthink it. I went right to his office and I just went at it. Like, you get, like this is what I'm talking about. We just have to go at it, reach out to Schwab. He'll do it. Just tell him we interviewed Kathy Wood, this person, this person. He'll do it. I hear you. Yeah. Luke, Luke and I's thinking was that he try, might. Try all the Chuck ones, too. Yeah, you're overthinking it. That's what I'm saying to you. Okay. I hear you. Thank right, you for yeah. your feedback. Well, but Luke, I have a quick question for you regarding uh, the crypto, the crypto stocks, crypto market, this Amazon deal. So if it does come through that this rumor comes to fruition and Amazon accepts Bitcoin, what, what was that rumor that, they, that Amazon was going to accept Bitcoin or other cryptos as well? Uh, the rumor was specifically surrounding Bitcoin. If that happens, then what everybody's been speculating on, which is that Bitcoin is going to be the de facto uh, like like currency of the internet is true. It's done. It's like a done deal. If if Amazon takes it as payments, got it. And, and, and I and, and just really quick on the idea side of things with, with with these crypto platforms lagging and this this rumor bubbling around, I like uh, uh, the like the trading plays on it. That's like our Coinbase, our Tiger, our Voyager Digitals. Because um, if this rumor comes to fruition. Prices are going to get popping off. Everybody's going to be scrambling to get wallets and, and payment methods. So, so I like these these trading type solutions as a play on the rumor. And, and check it out, guys. Per my trusty Benzinga Pro, pro.benzinga.com, Amazon conference call three days from now. So, so if we're going to get news that, that this is actually happening, that's when I would imagine it would happen. 
on that conference call, 5.30 well, p.m. Well, on Luke, Thursday. What, what I would like to know is where did the rumor start? You know what I mean? Like, where did it start? Is it a person who's trying – is long it or is it an actual solid rumor? Um, or do, if you own 1,000 shares, do you sell 20% of it today? Do you sell 200 after the Amazon conference call and then do you keep the, the next 600 to ride? You know, let it ride. What do you do here? So, 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 so nothing wrong ever with taking profits. In, in terms of the, of the origin of the rumor, Spencer Israel was doing some digging this morning and it seemed like there were a few media names out at a similar time, but, but I don't think we got the confirm on who exactly uh, was, was the first one to start covering it. Okay. All right. Because that's why, you know, um, you know, you take advantage of the strength. Um, um, I mean, crypto trade in general, it's slowed. It's slowed. I, you know, and I just, you know, I talked to a CEO of one of these crypto companies. And what they're saying is, you know, people were trading heavily. Then the summer came about and they want to get outside and do a little bit. I think the trading will increase. I think the trading will happen again. I think it will increase. But I think people want to get outside Go play golf. Go play basketball, etc. Yep. And, it, yep. And, and 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 Luke, the, um, Mr. Dawson is saying um, it was a job uh, description written out for a crypto guy at Amazon. That doesn't give you a ton of confidence. But see, somebody asking about the DD call. We're up fifteen percent so far since Friday. Letting it ride. So, so there's the move on the DD call. So yeah, Luke, I was going to follow up on what you were saying about the different brokerages because we've talked about it before with platforms like Voyager, uh, the company is able to make money not only when Bitcoin is going up, but also while it's going down and people are selling and, and buying more, doing more transactions. I could see if this rumor does you know, come into play that we will see an initial pop in Bitcoin and stuff, but then there could be a little sell the news. So I think those... Uh, I think if it's real, then, then it's popping no matter what. I think the the risk is is that it it's it's not real or it takes a long time to to come to anything official. But the reason I'm saying that there could be a sell the news is because once it happens and we do All see right. that. So pull up uh, Aaron Bree, pull up Amazon's Twitter. On it. It says Amazon said they're hiring a crypto expert on their Twitter last week. Pulling it up. But but so what I was saying about the the sell the news thing it's it's we will see a a pop if the news is announced but then what's the I mean that's like literally the biggest catalyst possible for Bitcoin is that it's going to be accepted on Amazon the biggest um, you know marketplace out there like what's the next catalyst after that can there be for for Bitcoin that Tesla is going to accept it again you know what I'm saying like it, it is the biggest catalyst for bitcoin that amazon can accept it as a payment i'm not let's see um we're going back to last july 22nd amazon I mean, I, people could be faking us i just don't know you know i'm not seeing anything about bitcoin on here unless yeah i mean also like oh i just as a so inside in the chat I, i'm just I'm just rel I'm just relaying here you know if there's something from amazon's twitter i know they have different twitter accounts um, if someone can link that in the chat, if it's out there, then we'll get that pulled up. Let us know. But but that's what I would think. I would think there'd be a big bounce in Bitcoin and, and Ethereum, the other cryptos that trade with Bitcoin. But then afterward, um, people might realize that they're 
that we're going to be looking for the next catalyst for a while. Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com.